You know football and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at my bookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlays to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over a half a million dollars to be won. Make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to get your first First deposit matched dollar for dollar, all the way up to a thousand bucks. My bookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and to win. So make this your winning season exclusively at my bookie. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, the Packers almost lost to Bailey Zappi, and I was there to see it. Well, most of it. Week four in the NFL, and suddenly this league cares again about brain injuries. All of that today, plus more shockwaves in college football, and some dirty dealing Bassmaster gets busted by his fellow rednecks. Your bonus 30-plus minute edition of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Monday, October 3rd, 2022. Thank you for downloading. Wow, what a glorious Sunday afternoon in Green Bay, Wisconsin. As Marv Levy once famously said in an NFL Films clip, where would you rather be than right here, right now? That's how I felt on Sunday at Lambeau Field there. For our 97.3 The Game coverage, we are your new flagship of the Green Bay Packers, and we are in the mobile retro living room on wheels. Uh, Myself and my producer and co-host, Josh Albrecht, uh, just having fun with uh, former Packer great uh, Gilbert Brown, the grave digger, and just meeting a bunch of fans out there before going into the game and then watching the Packers almost inexplicably shit their pants and lose to a Patriot team that was minus Mac Jones. They were minus Brian Hoyer after just two drives. Could have been a plus, actually. And they had to go to a rookie, Bailey Zappi. Fourth rounder out of Kentucky or Eastern. Where where was he from in Kentucky? Let me look this one up here. By the way, I'm just back in the apartment. Uh, The downtown uh, one-bedroom in the sky overlooking Lake Michigan here in Downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And it's not too late yet, but honestly, I have not done the kind of 
recon I need for week four recap. So other than this game and my experience at Lambeau, you're not going to get much NFL today on the podcast. I got college football to talk about. I got this Tua thing to talk about. And I got this Bassmaster scandal to talk about as well. Tomorrow, I've scheduled my good friend and former producer, Eric John Gitter, who said he was doing nothing but watching NFL and gambling on it Sunday, to come on with me, and then we'd go through all the games and all the stuff that uh, developed yesterday, and I'll have, a ch- I'll have had a chance to watch the games and read all the recaps and everything else. Okay, uh, Bailey Zappi, Western Kentucky. There you go. Not Eastern. Western Kentucky. Hilltopper, Bailey Michael Zappi. Anyhow, Lambeau Field, the glory of a perfect, I mean, perfect fall day in uh, northeast Wisconsin, northish east Wisconsin. Was hard to put into words. I've got some digital assets. I'm going to whip up, hopefully, a short video uh, to show you our day at Lambeau Field. A decent amount of chowds were in attendance. They had very low hopes going in. I thought the Packers should have annihilated this New England team. But, you know, when am I going to learn to stop underestimating the hoodie? The hoodie's the greatest coach in modern football post-Lombardi. He's the real next Lombardi. Different, of course, different eras, different men. Obviously, Lombardi didn't cheat like Belichick has proven he's willing to do or bend the rules to the point of breaking that he is willing to do, but he's always at least one step or two steps ahead of everybody else. And the fact that they had a game plan in place to try to win this game and almost did when they had to go to their third string quarterback, who I'm sure took no reps in practice. And, and they even at one point put in a sixth offensive lineman because they were just running the ball, running the ball running the ball with Harris and Stevenson, Stevenson and Harris, a throw here, a throw there when the opportunity presented themselves. It was a masterful, if not boring as fuck game plan. The Packers, to their credit, and young Matt LaFleur, to his credit, also got quite boring when needed because they've got two good running backs, and they ended up being 50-50 running to passing, 35 and 35, which is pretty hard to do in this league. But it was that kind of game. The Belichick approach reminded me of, you know, his dad did coach at the Naval Academy. So, you know, <laughs> it reminded me of an Army-Navy game to a certain extent. We had great seats. We were at about the 30-yard line, halfway up the lower bowl. And the weather was, can I be described? And I was walking out through the tunnel into the bowl of Lambeau Field. And I've done this plenty of times now, probably 10, 12, 13, 15 times. And so it shouldn't be new to me, but it's still, it takes your breath away. And I happened to be walking up the tunnel as another woman, as I'm filming it, I'm saying, man, there's nothing quite like coming out of the concourse tunnel and gazing upon an NFL field, the players running around and warming up and the helmets shining. Got Marty Schottenheimer in your ear saying, there's a gleam, men. There's a, there was a gleam for sure. So I'm filming this like a moron on my phone, walking backwards, attracting attention to myself out like a douchebag, digital assets. And a woman notices me, and she points to her chest, and she's got a button on it that says, 
first time at Lambeau. And I go, whoa. And I turn my camera around and go, ma'am, is this true? This is your first trip to Lambeau Field? She says, yes. And I say, well, let's go take a look at it. And we walk the final 10 steps or so out into the bowl and wait till you see. I'm going to post the video of her reaction. It was priceless. So we were happy to be there. The Packers were not playing good football. It was boring as hell, and it was tied 17-17. And that's when Josh and I said, we're out. (laughs) Which we posted the video of the final call by the great Wayne Larravee and Larry McCarron uh, of Mason Crosby's chip shot at the very bitter end of overtime to win the game, and us hooting and hollering and rooting in the car. And a number of people, my God, got so angry. So triggered. Why do you even go to the games then if you're not going to stay to the end? Obviously, these people have never heard my ale theory. Always leave early. Always leave early with exceptions. (laughs) But it's funny how people want to just police when you should or should not leave a game. It's crazy. Yes, we did not see with our own eyes the final quarter of the game. When you decide to leave early, whether it's five minutes early, one minute early, or a whole quarter early, you are accepting the fact that you could be giving up the greatest fourth quarter or whatever that you've ever seen. Or you may avoid having to see your team lose the game in horrific fashion and then shuffle out like shell-shocked zombies and then sit in massive traffic for hours and hours. Either way, it's a crapshoot. Sometimes it'll be good, sometimes not so good. But the whole thing about impugning one's fandom, how can you call yourself a fan? Well, easy. We listened on the radio as intently and hung on every word and every play as any fan would. It was, once again, a throwback to an old school experience. I remember in the modern era, when I otherwise could have or would have been in front of a TV, listening some, to some incredible moments on the radio, sporting events, and I loved it because it's like the way millions and millions of Americans used to do it way back in the day. I remember listening to, I was in LA on a trip to Fox Sports Radio way back in the day, Yeah, back when I did that show. What happened? Don't get me started. I'm listening to the Yankee Red Sox ALCS, the one in which A-Rod, bitch that he was, pokes the ball out of the glove of, uh, who was it for the uh, Red Sox? As he's running down to first base, he slaps it out and tries to pretend like, ah, I was just making a running motion. It was fantastic to listen to that on the radio. And I was glued to the radio. So the whole thing about you're not a fan if you don't stay to the end, whatever. Always leave early. We have decided, Josh and I, to beat the shit out of traffic for eight games this year. The eight home games we're going to, we are going to beat traffic 41-3, We're going to beat the hell out of traffic. And we certainly did with this game going to overtime. We were past Sheboygan when the kick went through, which is well over halfway 
done on the hour 45 minute trip. And of course I had this podcast wedding. So another reason why I left early, no shame whatsoever. Don't even care. Don't even look at the responses to the tweet. It, it just doesn't matter people. But that said, it was a great day at Lambeau Field, and it was just great to see. There was a lot of fans. There's a lot of couples. We need a term for this. Couples who show up to games specifically because, hey, my girlfriend or my boyfriend or my husband or my wife, their favorite NFL team is in town, so I'm going to go to the game and we're both going to dress up. Me and my tribe's gear and he or she in their tribes gear and so we met quite a few of these and I've noticed this now in the last several weeks more and more and it makes sense it makes sense that if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend that roots for the other team they happen to play each other that year assuming they're not division rivals where they play every year twice yeah you should probably go to the game I just want to know what what are we get what should we call it it's got to have a catchy name that somehow combines a term for rivalry with a term for something romantic or love or sexual. I don't know. but And if there's any good stories about times in which you went to a game with your significant other and you're, bo- you're on the other side of the fence rooting for each other or against each other, how did it end up? Did it end up badly? Did it end up as badly as the LSU fan who did the whole bop, bop, <laughs> That, to me, is still one of the all-time classics. I don't have time to play it here. We're going to move on. All right, let's get to the Tua thing because, wow, suddenly the NFL cares about brain trauma again. Oh, hey, wow. Hi, media. Suddenly you, too, now have decided this is your thing. After spending the last two years or so on COVID and testing and protocols and what should be done, what shouldn't be done, how many fans should be in the stands or not, suddenly we're back to this concussion thing. Well, well, well. And, boy, the armchair neurologists out there are, I had no idea there were so many of them. So Mr. X and I talked about this for a little bit on Friday. Thursday night into Friday. Yeah, the optics look bad. Yeah, I think they probably shrugged off a minor concussion. But my God, listen to Mike McDaniel's defense of how the medical staff dealt with this before we get into what I think is the most underspoken and overlooked element of this entire debate, controversy, or topic. By the way, Tua completed the game against the Bills. They won, and he did interviews after the game, sounded perfectly lucid, and then did media all week leading up to the Thursday game and was apparently perfectly lucid and apparently passed all the week-long concussion protocol tests. Oh, yeah, the uh, unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant, or UNC, or UNC, uh, he's been fired, or she. I don't know if it's he or she because, get this, every story that mentions that, none of them mention his or her name. And I'm thinking, eh, journalistically relevant to say, uh, you know, Dr. Howard, you know, Lipschitz from the uh, Mercy Trauma Neurobrain Science Center of Southern Florida. Like, you'd think there'd be a name, right? Does anyone even know who the guy is? 
but somebody had to take the fall. Cue the Chris Carter, you need a fall guy. Of course, somebody would take the fall. So before I get to McDaniel, on Sunday, the NFL put out a statement with the NFLPA to say, essentially, and I'll just paraphrase it, we're very proud of our current protocols, our concussion protocols. However, we're going to add some more protocols, even though we're very proud of and we think that the old protocols help aid the safety of our players. We need new protocols for the other protocols that apparently didn't protocol hard enough that we still like, and they're good. Don't get mad at them, but we're going to add more. So what? So guys won't play for a week if they get concussed? Or if Twitter, if the majority of Twitter users think that a guy got concussed, then guess what? He's going on the IR for at least a week. Or should it be two? When's a guy allowed to come back? Who knows, right? See, that's the thing. There's no dipstick for brains. Even though that sounds like a good insult. You dipstick for brains. Like I've always said about pitching in baseball and arms and arm strength. There's no dipstick for a, a pitcher's arm. You can't just go, all right, Jones, you've gone seven and a third. You look sharp. But that guy, you just put on base, you hit the ball pretty hard. Come over here. All right, turn around. Let me get the old dipstick out and I'll put it in your arm. Oh, well, look at that. Barely, barely anything left in it. You're out. Smith, you're in. There's no dipstick for arms. Just like there is no dipstick for brains. You can't just go out and put a dipstick in a guy's brain and go, oh, wow, you've been concussed. It's a variety of things. It's, you know, you might have to take time to do a full brain scan, which are quite expensive, and I'm not sure what it would necessarily tell you. You have to go on cognitive tests. You have to go on the baseline test that they administer to these guys when they know they're not concussed to start the season, in which sometimes the players cheat. And they kind of dumb it down. And they go, well, I won't be taken out of a game. And then how long, you know, if it's a small concussion that goes away, literally all the effects of it goes away in the matter of 15 minutes. You're, you're not supposed to play, I guess. Second impact syndrome, right? Okay, well, when can you play? Four days later? No, no, that's too soon. That's crazy that Tua was allowed to do that. Okay, how about a week later? Nah, still what? Two weeks? Well, you better be sure. You better be sure he's feeling fine. Yeah, he was feeling fine uh, Monday after the game in which you, Twitter user... Football fan for life insisted you knew better from your couch that it was indeed a concussion and not a back injury. Don't get me wrong. It seems fishy as hell. But now the question becomes, so how long are you going to force guys to sit out? What new protocols on top? It's not like they whip these old protocols together on the back of a napkin in two seconds time. They've been working on these things. This is an optics problem more than anything else. The NFL doesn't like the optics of high-profile player, especially a quarterback, gets a concussion that looks like a concussion. They put him in the blue tent of miracles. It turns out they call it a black back injury. And then four days later on a Thursday night game in which everyone has said these Thursday night games are brutal on players' bodies and that they should do more to you know let them sit out front and back if we're going to play on Thursday night. 
he gets concussed again, and then his fingers go Edward Scissors' hands, and it's like, oh, shit, we got an optics problem now. So how long should Tua be out? I ask all of you, because you seem to be very up to speed in both uh, Tua Tungavailoa's medical charts as well as, you know, what the proper neurological course of action is here. Because you don't know. You'll never know. So, A, there's no dipstick for brains. That needs to be emphasized. And B, it's your brain. You are the only one responsible for your brain. If players don't know that by now, if they don't embrace that, if they don't fully accept that, you know, I may take some shit for being soft and saying I need to sit out, but it's my brain. Like, we have more and more athletes now taking time off because they need to get their mental health right. They don't have an actual brain injury. They're just feeling kind of, you know, off or down or sad or whatever. Or maybe they're severely, legitimately, clinically depressed. I don't know. They take time off. Calvin Ridley took off last year for mental health reasons, and then he went and gambled on the league. (laughs) Dumb fuck. Got suspended for a year. (laughs) Betting these little dinkwad parlays. Anyway, so if, you, if players are taking time for mental health, why wouldn't they then step up and go, hey, man, I do not feel good after that hit. That hit was definitely a concussion. I saw stars. I was dizzy. And I would rather take this week off just to be extra safe. Sorry, Dolphins, but hey, you know what? Maybe somebody will play as good as Bailey Zappi in my stead. It's your brain. It's your brain. Take ownership of that. Stop pawning it off to, oh, I, like I see idiots on Twitter. This is going to be a major lawsuit. Oh, it is? Okay. How's that lawsuit going to go? Uh, plaintiff, Tua Tonga Vailao goes into court. Did you have a concussion? Well, I didn't think so. If I did, this guy should have told me. Oh, yeah? How does that work exactly? Well, he administers tests. And how did you feel? How did you say you feel? And there's no lawsuit there. It's your brain. Take ownership of that. So we'll see what new protocols get put in. Obviously, in the case of Hoyer going out, it was because of a head injury, and they weren't going to fuck around and let him come back in the game, which is probably a smart thing. Same thing for Adrian Amos for the Packers. Got a head injury. He was out, didn't come back. There is one possible, not solution, because there's no solution, but one thing that could help mitigate further the prospect of losing players because you you don't want to lose your quarterback for several weeks that's the number one thing if you played a schedule of 18 games which the NFL wants and we're one game away from that now but you only allowed every player on your 53 man roster to actually play in 16 of them oh (laughs) now we're talking a sort of a mandatory two-game sit-out to let there be strategy of, well, who should we sit this week? And I can't believe they're sitting their quarterback against us. That's so disrespectful. But you got to pick and choose. you got to make your, your choices. Then if you've got that two-game permanent snow day built into the schedule, you probably won't run guys out as 
you know, quickly as you would otherwise. Okay, let me just finish because I've prattled on too long about this. Uh, let me give you the Mike McDaniel defense of how they handled this. And this is what I also said to some people. I go, so if you believe that they covered up a concussion, it would involve A, Tua himself, it's his brain, B, his family, his very tight Samoan family that loves football, knows football, has other siblings playing the game. They would have to be in on it. The team doctor would have to be in on it. The unaffiliated neurological consultant is in on it or the guy that originated it. Then McDaniel, then the rest of the coaching staff, all the way up to the to the owner. What? So they're all in on this. Yeah, no, it's a concussion. Fuck it, just put him out there. Here he goes, McDaniel. Quote: He had no worries whatsoever that Tungavaloa had suffered a head injury during the Sunday game. He says, "I'm in steady communication with this guy day in day out. We're talking about high level football conversations about progressions and defenses and recalling stuff from two weeks previous, and then him, him having to reiterate a 15 word play call." All things, absolutely no signs. There is no medical indication from all resources that there is anything regarding the head. Beyond an eyeball test, which I know for a fact you guys would not be very comfortable with, if comfortable if I was just relying on that, I mean, it's the reason why we have actual tests, not just the eyeball test. There is no eyeball test. He goes on to say, essentially, let me get the quote here about him talking about a human being. He really said, this is a relationship that I have with this human being. I take that serious. I wouldn't have put him out there if there was any indication given to me that he was endangering himself from that previous game. All right, and with that, I'll end my talk of concussions. We'll see. New, new protocols coming. New protocols, who dis? You know football and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them at my bookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlays to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over a half a million dollars to be won make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to get your first deposit matched dollar for dollar, all the way up to a thousand bucks. MyBookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and to win. So make this your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. College football. Wow. What a weekend. Game day is going to Lawrence, Kansas because the Jayhawks won again. Lance Leipold, I hope I'm saying that correctly, has absolutely put a charge into this football program that had been reliably one of the worst programs in college football. The former University of Wisconsin Whitewater coach Lance Leipold has made Kansas football relevant again. Great piece on college game day by, uh, I believe it was, might have been Tom Rinaldi, or maybe it was, uh, who's the other guy, Gene Wojciechowski, going through town in, in Lawrence, going through other parts of Kansas, saying, what's it like? Kansas football is actually pretty good, and they're undefeated. It's a great story, and it's part of the reason why guys like Paul Christ, who got whacked on Sunday night, right as the Packer game was ending, to distract as many people in the media from this story, at least soften the blow just a bit. Paul Christ, whose Badgers lost in humiliating fashion to former Badger head coach Brett Bielema, now with Illinois, another sort of backwater program that hasn't done much recently or ever, he gets whacked because of the guy, the fact that guys like Lance Leopold exist. And there are certain coaches that can put a shock paddle charge into a program and get them cooking and quick. And that's what every school wants. That's what every school needs in terms of feeding the beast that is the college football money pit. And so you have... Guys like Christ, he gets whacked, uh, you know, not a big one to go down. But somebody was saying how, you know, Michigan State lost this weekend, right? And they reminded people they lost uh, 27-13 to Maryland, third straight defeat. (laughs) People mentioned, hey, how's that Mel Tucker contract coming along? Because Michigan State thought Mel Tucker was the guy, and so they gave him a huge contract and now they're I think like 90 million dollars are like shit this might have been a mistake <laughs> they got to be thinking about it and then of course you've got the big one which is Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M also losers this weekend and by the way this coming weekend was supposed to be everyone assumed college game day uh, on campus for the Alabama Texas A&M game given the offseason chirping between Saban and Jimbo about buying players and NIL. Instead, they're going to Kansas for TCU Kansas. How great is that? I love it. But back to guys like Jimbo Fisher, Mel Tucker, and probably a few others. These contracts for coaches, some of these deals, they're going to be like, you know, Spanish Armada ships loaded full of gold bullion who sink to the bottom of the ocean. 
because you're going to have to pay these guys off at some point if it gets bad enough. And in the case of Chris, I just think the team basically quit on him. That's what it looked like on Sunday or Saturday, excuse me. Speaking of uh, programs that have got it going on, Ole Miss and Lame Kittens has it going on right now. Lane Kiffin is a doofus, and he's a cheater, and he's a douchebag, but he kind of knows what it takes to win in college football. I'm not saying what he's doing there will last at Ole Miss, but hotty toddy, they got something cooking now. The nil program combined with the transfer portal, combined with a guy with no shame, like lame, and you could get something going. What's interesting is that Miss, Ole Miss, announced on Friday that they had just formed this new NIL collective because they had about four or five different organizations trying to hustle up money to get scholarship deals, not scholarship, get, get money, straight cash, homie, deals for players that were under scholarship. And they were kind of competing against each other and it was a bit disorganized. And because of some change in the laws in the state of Mississippi, they were now able to just put together one big collective and go forward with that. And they bragged about it. They held a press conference to talk about all this money they're going to raise. They believe they're going to need $7 million a year to be able to pay some 240-some-odd athletes that they choose with nil deals. Now, the dicey thing is you're not supposed to use it as a recruiting tool. You're supposed to go, well, <laughs> look here, Johnny. We love you as a running back, but we can't promise anything. Who knows? Who knows if there'll be an endorsement deal worth six figures waiting for you here. Wink, wink. But uh, I got a good feeling that if you did come to Oxford, <laughs> we'd, find a, we'd find somebody who wants to be in business with you. And so the whole college landscape, oh, it's crazy right now. But as they say, it is what it is. Bass fishing, let's end on that today. I mean, who doesn't love a good bass fishing controversy? Apparently a guy in a bass fishing tournament over multiple tournaments had been using nefarious methods to increase his weight count of the fish that he was hauling in by stuffing giant lead sinkers in the bellies of these bass, and even putting inside of their bellies more fish fillets, cutlets of other fish inside there that clearly were not something that fish themselves would eat. They finally cornered the guy, caught the guy, and started gutting his fish on the boat dock, and it was absolute gold. Take a listen to how mad these rednecks were. Oh, hold on a second. Let me get this audio right. Using a new Roadcaster Pro 2 today. There we go. This is the secondary channel. Oh, he's a walleye fillet. You need to go to jail. This guy got it. He, he might go to jail, actually. Imagine going to jail for cheating at a bass fishing tournament. What are you in for? Yeah, stuff some weights in the bass. Ah, hey, it happens. Well, you are my roommate, so, and you're new. So it looks like you're on the bottom tonight.
Oh yeah, the bottom buck no, bunk. No, that's no problem. I'm more comfortable. No, 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 no. You're on the bottom, the bottom. And this guy Jake, who was caught cheating, they're surrounding him. Just all these angry redneck fishermen, and and they're like, "What do you have to say about yourself?" And he's just staring expressionless down at the fish. He knows he's got nothing he can say. He knows nothing he would say. Like, oh my god, that's crazy. Look at those fish. They ate all those lead. He's just sitting there staring. He knows he can't make a run for it. Although, man, wouldn't that have been a scene? Like him throwing a throwing a pass one direction. Like, hey, look, flying pass. And then he runs the other way. You got anything to say? You guys do all that fucking You talk shit to me? You can't catch a bass. You don't know what you're doing, boy. Take pictures. I need pictures. Got video. Yeah. I videoed it right off the grill. Hold on, let me take pictures. You fucked over a lot of people, man. They've been doing this shit for years. Cheating motherfuckers, man. Piece of fucking shit. I'm sorry. It's wrong. You can't cheat at fishing. You can't cheat. I just would have thought there was ways to police this better. I would have thought that they would do random fish checks. I would have thought that, you know, maybe this is what they need in fishing. Maybe they need instant replay. You know, generally I'm against instant replay, as you well know. But maybe they need it for fishing. So you can actually call a challenge. You can throw a red flag. If they had suspected this guy of cheating for all these years, somebody would have red flagged and say, okay, this is bullshit. I know what a bass that's five pounds looks like. And five? Two pounds. It's a good bass. Again. I know a two-pound bass. That that bass doesn't have the belly or the size or the girth to be that that heavy. Let's cut it open. Let's cut it open and see. You would have thought you would have had that place, but maybe not. For those of you that know high-level bass fishing, do chime in and let me know. All right, that's enough for tonight. My God, look at the time. 34 minutes, uncut. One solid riff from yours truly. I hope I didn't go on too long about the concussion thing. Remember, if there's anything to take away from it, two things. One, no dipstick for brains. Two, it's your brain. Take fucking responsibility for it. And if you don't feel right, tell the coach. That solves 99% of all these issues. All right. Have yourself a great Monday, everybody. Tomorrow, a full recap of week four in the NFL, plus a bunch of other stories that are bubbling up around the surface. So we'll get to those as well. Thanks for listening. Welcome to October, and we will see you next time.
You know football and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at my bookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlays to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over a half a million dollars to be won. Make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to get your first First deposit matched dollar for dollar, all the way up to a thousand bucks. My bookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and to win. So make this your winning season exclusively at my bookie.